0: This is the Chiefs' official podcast network.
1: Take advantage of the day okay. when you get an opportunity in this game. You make a play.
0: The playmakers all on three, one, two, three. Playmakers. Touchdown, Kansas City! The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. And welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holt is with you, voice of the Chiefs, along with ten-year veteran of the National Football League. Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop, a.k.a. The Shop, a.k.a. The Spider. And here we go. reminder that our Chiefs Podcast Network is brought to you by 360 Vodka. Made right here in the Chiefs' kingdom, perfect for the holidays coming up. Great holiday gift idea, by the way. So 360 Vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. This show is about preparation, preparing, dot, dot, dot. The first quarter of our podcast, Barbershop, will be dealing with prepare, Dot, dot, dot for Mexico City. Now, let me just throw it out there. We need to give kudos to people who have worked over a year on this game alone. 20,000 pounds of equipment have got to be shipped to Mexico City, a travel party of 175 people, something called a carnet where everything has to be cataloged Everything has to be cataloged. And when you look at people, especially a guy like Mitch Reynolds, the director of team operations, uh, there's no way to fully appreciate what he has done. A-game, international football, the NFL is growing its brand, and they've done it very well in the U.K., and now they'll try it for another time in Mexico City. After last year, the game had to be moved back to Los Angeles in that epic game on Monday Night Football against the Rams. So... Barbershop,
1: prepare dot, dot, dot for a game in Mexico City. Yeah, and, and then you have a players mentality, man. We, we, we're looking at, do we even appreciate the amount of time and effort the entire organization puts, not only logistically to get the game set up, um, um, who's going to play, which team's going to play in the offseason, uh, which NFL team's going to nominate to take a home game away. Okay, we, we look at that, but then once, once it's your team and – the, tr- the the passports, and then mm. um, situation, like you're saying, from a security team having to go down multiple times throughout the year and vet the where you're going to stay at, where you're going to eat at, where you're going to meet at, um, um, and then how you're going to travel from the hotel to the stadium. And then, um, you know, as we continue to go for- forth, um, just all the different levels of checks and balances that have to go on. And that's just before the first kickoff. That's before the game even starts. That's just in preparation of of a game down in Mexico City, um, I don't think that I don't think any player spends any time <laughs> um, actually appreciating how much uh, as we talk about preparation goes into um, setting the stage for um, such a big game.
0: You and I have both traveled internationally, and you've been on some envoys with, t- but you've never I've never done it with hundred and seventy five people. I mean, this is a logistical feat to pull this off, both for the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, But this is just the beginning now. I mean, we went to London in 2015. uh, But going to Mexico City, different culture, different place. But get used to it, because I think everybody pretty soon, every team is going to travel every year to some place without giving up a home game. I think that 17th game could very well be
1: an international game every year. Yeah, the, the league is talking about changing and expanding, and you got to grow with it, right? Now, no matter if it's the rule changes for um, hitting um, receivers late or how you can hit a quarterback or the, the target area for a defenseless receiver, uh, now the game is changing not only just rules, but but where the game is being played, whether it's London or Mexico City, um, and then how many games you're playing, we're talking about extending the the the, the season to an extra game, losing two preseason games. Um, I think the players are just going to continue to stay as flexible as possible. Just continue to to, to understand that no matter what that happens logistically with the length of the season or the location, you still got to be ready to play four, maybe five quarters if you include overtime. But you got to be, be ready to put in sixty minutes of hard work and prepare your mind, body, and soul to go out there and play with a high level of of excitement, effort, and energy um, if you expect to win. Again, this first quarter of defending the kingdom is prepared. dot, dot,
0: dot, for Mexico City. Now, I know probably your family has asked, everybody on this team, everybody on this 175-team manifest going to the game has probably been asked at one time or another by our loved ones, how secure is it going to be? Well, there's a lot of people that have worked on this for over a year. The Chiefs have a vice president for security, Jeff Miller. He's got background in the league. He's worked for the NFL on projects like this. Then there's Brian Schaefer, director of team security, and his whole staff. You see them now uh, throughout the year being in advance in other things. Then it's working with our government. There's working with the Mexican government. But I do know that for players on this trip, whether it's the Chargers Chiefs or the families or or you and I are on this trip, People have asked, are you going to be safe on this trip? And its security is an issue. But there's been people that have worked uh, tirelessly to make sure the Chiefs will be and play in this game and try to win this game in uh, creating and maintaining a secure environment.
1: Yeah, I think you you you, you listen to everything that was going on in, in the governments with the cartel and all that kind of stuff. And it, it adds a little concern to you. But now you get, you know, two or three days away from game time. It's time to... Uh, it's time to, like, tighten the screws in and, and, and really, like, laser focus on what your job and what, your, uh, what you're going to be doing on the field. Um, I think the majority of players, um, you kind of put all that, what's going to happen to the side. You know that at the end of the day, um, you're not worried about the field conditions. You're not worrying about um, the security. All you're just worrying about is what it's going to take for you to line up in the appropriate place, alignment, assignment, execution, and that becomes your mantra. That's that. That's what makes you uh, ignore what is going on um, outside the hotel, outside the arena. Yep. Right. You just want to know what's going on in between those white lines.
0: We all have jobs to do, and you don't have to worry about anything extraneous. And that's why we're starting the first quarter of this part of defending the kingdom trying to give as many accolades as we can to the people who have worked for months and months on this game alone. It does segue. you become the master of the segue there, Barbershop. (laughs) Because we're segueing into uh, quarter number two of this podcast. Prepare dot, dot, dot for this game specifically as a player dealing with the unique part of this game. It's at altitude. Mexico City is at 7,300 feet above sea level. Now, the Chargers are training at Colorado Springs this week. The Chiefs have done all of their research and decided to stay here. They will travel and play the game. But as a player, now, getting ready to play at altitude, and this isn't 5,200 feet. This isn't the mile-high city of Denver. This is the mile-and-a-half-high city of Mexico City, much like Laramie, Wyoming. Check out the uh, elevation of Laramie, (laughs) Wyoming. Uh, But as a player... You've got. I don't care if the game's in Mexico City or Montenegro. You've got to have the task to play, but you are playing. And how do you prepare to play at altitude?
1: Um, I think it's just a mindset standard. Yeah, you, know, you you set your mind to not to be affected by outside circumstances, and and the altitude. The the science will tell you that it takes you fourteen almost fourteen days to get truly adjusted to any type of altitude. So going up there three days ahead of time, going to different uh, locations uh, a week ahead of time it's it doesn't give you enough chance, enough opportunity to really get fully acclimated and adjusted to it. So you might as well work on your preparation, mm-hmm. uh keep everything as usual, keep the normal uh rhythm of the week going. Um I, I would much rather be around my family on a day to day basis um than than be shipped um, a mile high someplace, or seven seven thousand miles someplace, in, in hopes that I get a a a edge or a little bit of a uh, um, acclimated to the to the to the altitude. All I just know at the end of the day, when that ball is snapped, you go play ball. Um, they got the air tanks, they got everything, the oxygen tanks to mm-hmm. help you recover faster and everything like that. So uh, it didn't it didn't I didn't think the mile high bothered us too much at Denver. I think that was one of our most uh, we came out with so much excitement um, and an element of—I uh, mean, we we really sm- smacked the Broncos in the mouth right off the, the jump. So I think that's kind of how you do it when you when you know when you know you're about to play in some elements uh, that might affect your body as the game gets going longer and longer. What you really want to do is make sure you're not playing from behind. You want to make sure you really come out there and give your best effort um, in the first quarter, smack them in the mouth, get up ahead, um, and and then play it with the lead
0: things like hydration are important, too. Oh, definitely, yeah. But the Chiefs have done a lot of studies on this, uh, and you can look at if you're training to be an Olympic athlete and you're going to compete at altitude, they train for months at altitude. An NFL team really doesn't have that chance. So the Chargers went to uh, the Air Force Academy this week, and so just a different approach. All right, now let's deal with the Chargers uh, specifically. So now prepare, dot, 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 uh, for a game internationally, wherever that game is at. Quarter number two, prepare dot, dot, dot. You are playing in Mexico City, but comma against the Chargers. And let's get into the football part of this game. Very compelling game to me. Uh, we'll get into division football after halftime of this podcast. But in this second quarter, this unique 2019 Charger team, and it, to me it starts with, this is going to be right in your wheelhouse, my mm-hmm. friend. It's going to be Philip Rivers throws to the running backs, Charger quarterback Philip Rivers, throws to the running backs more than any other quarterback in the league. He has 84 of his completions, two running backs, including, uh, I'm sorry, 84 alone, um, in, uh, uh, to uh, running back Austin Eckler, who leads the league in receptions. I yeah. should say it's 50, some, 59 receptions of the 84 are to Eckler. But he leads the league in running back receptions, running back yards, and running back touchdowns. To me, the alpha point of this game is, is defending the running backs in the passing game. This is something you probably stayed in the league 10 years ago. <laughs> so how do you do this? If you're the Chiefs linebacking core? you can go back to the Green Bay game now here. Yeah. Green Bay's touchdowns, I think, were, in the passing game, were all to the running backs, if I'm not mistaken. So now you're going to face that kind of approach again
1: from Phillip Rivers, Austin Eckler, Melvin
0: Gordon, and even Justin Jackson if he's healthy. Yeah, you saw the way we
1: – defensively, the way we lined up against Green Bay, we, we put ourselves in some mismatch uh, where well we were we were we were detrimented by having uh, our linebackers out on some very, very crafty uh, receiving type running backs, um, Jones and Williams for the for the Packers. Mm-hmm. And we adjusted to it next week. Uh, so the next week when it was time to go against the next opponent, we adjusted where we, our linebackers was talking to the safeties and putting the safeties out there. And our linebacker stayed in the box. Um, so it's, it's so many different ways you can adjust. Um, to try to to try to uh, combat a, a a a team that uses their running backs as wide receivers or check downs and screens a lot, um, but what the Chargers do that's so unique because they have uh, Hunter Henry, um, they have the big Williams kid on the edge, um, you know they got Keenan Allen, so they have a set of, of wide receivers that force you to get depth and get underneath routes and, and help your cornerbacks on in on, on routes and bend routes. Um, they have players that can go down, downfield and they have a quarterback uh, with Phillip Rivers that actually can throw it down there, right. And get the ball down. He's always mm-hmm. looking deep. Um, but what he's been more and more um, familiar with or more and more as the season's gone, gone further, um, he he's come down to that checkdown route a lot quicker. Um, he's looking for those Mitch match uh, matchup situations where his, Eckler and Gordon on uh, some you know some some middle linebackers and stuff, and so we got to be very crafty and, and very like smart about how we line up. Are we showing man coverage too early? Uh, are we allowing him to get a, a you know into a comfort zone of running the ball with Gordon and then on third down when Eckler comes in? Um, I'm letting him convert third downs, third and longs, stuff like that. So I just think we just got to, you know, as, as always, on defense, um, I think the, if you can play with violence and aggression and be the aggressor, um, there's only certain things the offense can do to you. And I think that uh, we eliminate some of the things they do really well by us uh, being being the aggressors coming on, on Monday night.
0: Phillip Rivers, very interesting story throughout his career now, what, about 16 years in the league He's lost nine of the last 10 to the Chiefs. I know it bugs him. That's a burr in his underwear. (laughs) Um, But he's thrown 10 picks in 10 weeks. Yeah. And he's thrown 24 pick sixes in his career. And, uh, you know, the virtuous thing is he's going to compete like crazy all the way to the end. The non-virtuous thing is there's times he's going to be so competitive. uh, This goes back to the 17th and now the 18th and 19th century warfare. Because if I could attack and get your cannon, Mm -hmm. i turn the cannon and put it on you, (laughs) okay? So it's kind of what happens. You turn the competitiveness against Philip Rivers against himself – and he'll throw you the ball. He's, he's back to turning it over this year, which has been perplexing.
1: Yeah, I think that what, what happened is as he gets older, he, he wants to get the ball to the same target areas. Like if he knows that this route is supposed to be thrown on a third step, he's supposed to throw it 25 yards outside the number, he still wants to throw it. But because his arm strength isn't what it used to be, he has to elevate the ball a lot more. Mm. And so now the ball is spinning, you know, a half a second more in the air. And the way NFL safeties get off the hashes and make plays, that half a second is the difference between being a completion and an interception. And he, I don't think he's he just – he hasn't adjusted uh, his throwing to the, the speed out there on the field. And a lot more DBs, a lot more safeties are getting their hands on balls um, when, he, when he's chucking them downfield. And he's always had that hand grenade-type launch um, on, on his ball. Uh, but now he's just, he just throwing the ball when, when, when needed to come back from behind. He's throwing the ball into um, some trouble areas – um, some areas and, and guys are just making some great plays on his ball. So look, look. Hopefully, he keeps doing that against us. Um, and maybe that thin air makes that ball float just a little bit more, uh, float a little bit more in that uh, in, in that in that thin air out in Mexico City. And uh, Thornhill and Honey Badger have an opportunity to get some big picks.
0: Yeah, and last year we saw his competitiveness. Let's give him credit here. That 29-28 win on Thursday night football, he did not have Eckler, didn't play in the game. He did not have Gordon, didn't play in the game. I don't think he had Keenan Allens. He was using Mike Williams, and they just kind of willed them to win yeah. that two-point conversion. So give him credit. But there are times you take his cannon and you turn the cannon on him. That's the way it used to work, man, in the nineteenth uh, century uh, with warfare. So the change. Let, let's do this one thing before we hit halftime here on this defending the kingdom podcast, dealing with prepare dot 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 quarter one to play internationally. Prepare dot 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 in Mexico City playing this specific opponent. And uh, one other thing, and that's protection. Yeah. Uh, Because Ingram and Bosa have been phenomenal. In the last four weeks, they have combined for nine sacks, Melvin Ingram Jr. and and, uh, Bosa, Joey Bosa. And no duo has had more sacks in that month than these two guys. Now, they are game wreckers. So uh, the Chiefs have dealt with injuries. Maybe getting Fisher back this week would be interesting. But you've got to protect against those guys in particular because when you put A and B together – They might be the best combo in the league uh,
1: until J.J. Watt gets back. Well, you know, from a defense standpoint, I think we, we have a lot of experience against the bookend type defenses where you have just your two stud edge rushers. Because um, yeah, Miller
0: our, and Chubb with Denver when yeah. they're all healthy, and yeah. our D,
1: de- I mean our defense here used to be that way, right? We had Houston and D Ford on the edges, yeah, and we'll go so, way
0: back, DT and Neil. that's
1: right. And so we, we've we've seen how to def- you know you you know what kind of defense that is. You have to be very solid on the edge. Um, you got to have your tackles honed in. You have to have some help from the running back, tight end chips here. Um, but the quarterback has to be smart and get the ball out of his hands, and get it away. If they're going to be coming, uh, you know, hell bent to get to you, you've got to be able to use your screen game, uh, draws, inside traps, all those things have to be able to be used to slow down that pass rush, uh, because you can't let guys like Bosa and Ingram just peel, you know, pin their ears back and 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 come off the ball 100 miles an hour on every snap. Um, even some of the best tackles in the world will have tr- with trouble to, with those guys when you do that. Um, so I think it's important we, we stay balanced, right, running the ball. Uh, and, and what you want to do with those guys is you want to run the ball right at them. Right, don't run it away. We want to run it right at them, right off the tackle, right off the edge. Uh, double those guys uh, early and often. Uh, make them use all their energy up fighting off double teams. Um, you can wear those guys down. So even if they're they're, they're at the Air Force Base tr- training right now, uh, when that thin air hits them at the end of the second quarter, they'll be sucking air and auction too. Um, so you just got to you got you got to take the, you got to take the fight to them, right? You got you got to understand that that's their that's the strength of their defense. Those two edge rushers and take the fight right at those guys from where it jumped.
0: So we're at halftime of this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Uh, prepare dot 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 for any international game. To prepare for dot, 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 Mexico City and the Chargers. So at halftime, you know how it works. NFL halftime quick. It's not your high school or college. No band on the field. You get an orange, go to the restroom. On Defending the Kingdom podcast, you get one second. So get ready. Here it is. Good. Now we go to the third quarter uh, of our podcast, and it deals with division football. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden, you're playing an international game. You're playing the Chargers. You're playing in the division. And the division has tightened up, as we all know. Uh, We'll get to that in the fourth quarter about the stretch run. But playing division football, when the Chiefs went to London in 2015, they played the Lions. It was an NFC game. It wasn't an AFC West game. So now not only are you playing internationally, you're playing these guys, but you're playing division football. We have to acknowledge Andy Reid, since the beginning of 2015, against the AFC West, 22-3. and But one of the more compelling things about the NFL is playing your division opponents, the familiarity of playing them. So here you go. It's a familiar opponent. The Chargers hate it that they've lost nine out of the ten to the Chiefs. They don't like it at all. We saw how they rejoiced last year in getting that two-point conversion. And they finished 12-4, and tied with us. We win the tiebreaker and get the bye week. And they had to go on the road. They become a wild card that way. So winning the division, to me, uh, we'll get that in the fourth quarter. Let's talk about playing division football and what it takes uh, to be a division opponent, time and time again.
1: Well, I think one of the things where Coach Andy is so successful against our uh, opponents in the division is because the way he prepares for them all season long. I mean, yep. um, even you go back to training camp, we spend uh, they spend days um, Denver day, then you have a Charger day, then you have a Raiders day. Um, you, you do you, you, you spend more time preparing for those teams because you're going to play them twice. Um, so you make sure that you get the game plan for those those teams down solid. Um, you want you want to expose those guys, the guys in in our room, um, to what we're going to be doing against those guys. How we're going to take advantage of certain things they do. Um, um during training camp let's 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 get it on the table right now this is what we're going to do we're going to you know these are the ways we're going to attack them and this is what we're going to do on offense and defense special teams um this is the weakness of those teams and we're going to exploit these weaknesses and make sure that we come away with a win and i think that mentality has been something that that Andy has used with the momentum to to get that um uh, over 20 wins and only 3 losses uh, when it comes to the AFC West and that has produced back to back to back <laughs> AFC championships here. hard to uh, do, my friend. I mean, tough, that's to hard do. to do. Um and now even you know right now on, on you know in the number 1 seat right now um with the lead in the AFC West and the AFC West currently, I'm um, looking for a four straight. Um in and, 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 and that type that type of preparation is uh, is attention to detail. It's it's preparing your team for a a, a dog fight. Um but you do, you do get a little edge by Uh, Being able to show film of the Chargers celebrating on your field Mm -hmm. at the end of that last game, you know, they fought back and came back. We, you know, we didn't close the door and we let them breathe a little bit and they came back to bite us. Uh, We we should have a little edge on our show. We should have a little bit of saltiness uh, um, to start that game to prove to them like, you know, we are the king of the West.
0: Yeah. And talking about closing games. Last week, Chiefs didn't do it against Tennessee, did against Minnesota. You can go back and listen to last podcast if you haven't already, because that entire podcast is dealing with how you close games in this league. But closing games against division opponents is a whole other matter, because of the familiarity. The other thing, I'm going to give the league credit. 2002, the Houston Texans came into play. That meant there were 32 teams in the league. Well, how are you going to make this work? Eight divisions of four. So, they ship off the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They make them an NFC West team. It was a brilliant move. And then Lamar Hunt, I know, worked very, very hard to keep the old AFL together. So, the hence, you have the AFC West staying together, being old AFL teams, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, AFL. Then the AFC East is that, really, when you look at Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. That's the old AFL with the Dolphins being an expansion team of the AFL. The reason I say that is is the NFC North, is all the old NFL rivalries, Vikings, uh, Lions, Bears, and Packers. They kept that together, and I thought it was brilliant. When other leagues now have done kind of mix and match, and who's here? Oh, the Brewers are up here. Well, I don't know. and the it, Are the Royals going to go to the National League? Or, they have kept the rivalries together, and to me, I thought it was brilliant because in this vein, this division football setup is, to me, is like going to a boxing match barbershop. -hmm. And instead of watching Mayweather fight Pacquiao, you got four dudes in each corner, <laughs> right? You with me? It's it works out geometrically and mathematically. Now I'm looking at four boxers in a corner who spent twelve months and three hundred and sixty five days of their life trying to beat the other dude. Because yes, that's sir. the only way you get a home game
1: for shirt in the playoffs. And you build so much the, the the comp the competitiveness of the guys on these teams and the organizations beyond just the players, the coaches, the front office, the fan base I mean there's nothing like listening to a Raiders-Chargers, a Raiders-Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, the Donkeys versus. So those four teams, whenever they go head to head, it's a, it's 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 a it's it's you know it's amazing. It's fireworks. It's electric. Um, and it didn't. The league didn't care about the the geographic footprint of what it was going to take. they they knew that the rivalries between those organizations was going to be. Uh, the prime factor is as far as being uh, financially stable, but also benefiting all the rivalries and all the competition levels.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, and I think it's why the NFL has got the popularity that it does. So prepare, dot, 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 international football, dot, 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 quarter two, Mexico City Chargers, dot, 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 three, huge division opponent. And now it leads to the fourth quarter of our Defending the Kingdom podcast, and that is the stretch run. Now – Coach Reed's gonna wash my mouth out with soap. Okay, <laughs> but the players—one
1: game at a time. One game at a time. I'm with we'll you on that. Keep time. focused.
0: I got it. But for defending the kingdom podcast, it—I uh, think it's noteworthy here to look global here just a little bit, yep. and that means the stretch run. You know, bake it down into quarters. Quarter one, quarter two. I'm going to stretch this to six uh, weeks because mm-hmm. we're entering the final six weeks of the regular season, and I wouldn't normally do this, but the way the AFC is shaping up. There's going to be separation to me by week 12. And it's why this week is huge to beat the Chargers, whether it's in Mexico City or, like I said, Montenegro or, I don't know, some other M word, Montreal. In the next two weeks, let's just take the next week alone. The Texans are at the Ravens. The Jags are at the Colts. The Patriots are at the Eagles while the Chiefs uh, are playing the Chargers in Mexico City. The stretch run to me, Barbershop, and I might be violating law here, starts right now.
1: It does. And I, th- I think the Chargers coach, coaching staff told them that, uh, that our playoffs, like, like there is a must win for them uh, here on out. They're in playoff mode. That's no different between every every team right now. It's week 11. Every team right now needs to be thinking it's playoff mode because you don't know what loss is going to be the one that keeps you at home during the mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, w- what you don't want to happen is after week 10 happens and you know who you are. You know exactly what your strengths and weaknesses are at a team. You know the things you need to focus on and things to get better. Uh, you know the things you need to sharpen up on. You cannot let those things continue to make you lose ball games and possibly lose an opportunity to be involved in the playoffs. And so when you say you look at the Chiefs right now, we're the number one team in the West. We control – and that's the one thing you know about being number one. You control your own fate. If As long as we keep adding wins to the win column, nobody can catch you. They can't catch us no matter what they do. We have the controls. We have the driver's seat. And it's time to right now put the pedal to the metal, all right. You don't we ain't looking back. We're putting the pedal to the metal. We're going down to Mexico City, taking care of business. And then we're going to have an opportunity to sit back, lick our wounds, uh, recover a little bit during the bye week. See who else steps up uh, uh, and makes themselves a relevant team for this playoff push. And then we get back at it in week 13.
0: And to back up that point and going back to my analogy of a boxing match, with a boxer in every wings, in every corner, I should say. So think about Joe Lewis is in one corner, Muhammad Ali's in another corner, Joe Frazier's in another corner, and I don't know, George Foreman's in another corner. Here's what the Chiefs can do. They can really deliver a knockout punch oh, yeah. this week to the Chargers. Not only do you stay ahead, like you were saying, but you can basically knock out the Chargers because four and seven going into the last five games is going to be really hard to do uh, in the AFC.
1: Oh, definitely, and, and you... You set their fate. You you got to control right now to control somebody's fate in your division. You get to knock somebody. You get to knock one 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 team out of the ranks, um, and then there's only one team left, and you can take care of that in a few weeks. But um, you you know, there's no there's no luxury to look for. There's no luxury to anything. It's right now, right here. What's in front of us? The task at hand is to go down to Mexico City, take care of business, no matter what the field, the altitude, uh, down in distance. None of those things matter. Each time our offense gets on the field, it's to go score points. Every time our defense gets on the field, it's to stop these suckers from getting into the end zone, um, forcing them to have field goal opportunities. And every time our special teams get you on, know, it's to it's to have a, be a, a positive a positive effect on the game, made field goals, uh, covering punts and kicks, um, getting big returns when we have an opportunity to. Um, it's got to be a game where you're working on – all cylinders it's time for everything to to uh, uh, you know if you was a, if you was baking a cake it's time for every, all the ingredients need to come together uh, and you should be smelling that nice aroma of that cake being done it's it's time for that cake to get done We want to see a big slice of Kansas City chiefs and uh, um, come home from Mexico City with a big old win
0: but that cake if you burn that cake, it doesn't taste very good, and you oh, got to okay. eat it for two weeks. You dog. Eat, if, win,
1: win or loss, you're going to be eating that cake for, for two weeks. weeks.
0: If that cake is good, you're going to be enjoying that cake for That's two right. weeks. That's right. Because during the Chiefs' bye week, remember, during this week, and along with the Chiefs' Chargers, Texans at Ravens, Jags at Colts, Patriots at Eagles, during the bye week, Colts at Texans. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. there's separation coming, Ravens at Rams. Follow me, follow me. You feel me here, yeah. barbershop? Okay. And the Raiders. Here are the Raiders. Coach, forgive me. I'm just trying to look at this globally. Uh, the Raiders have two games where they're going to be heavy favorites. I think the Patriots emailed their schedule to the to the Raiders. <laughs> uh, and the Raiders will be targeting coming to Arrowhead Stadium on December the first at seven and four. The only way the Chiefs go to seven and four for that same game is win this game in Mexico right City now. against the Chargers. Here you go, brother. It's right here. We
1: got our future right in our hand. We 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 create our destiny right now. We create our future. And when you say now, and, and I like the, the the fact that the Raiders have that little uh, a little lull in their schedule, a little bit of a hey, you know, we, we're gonna we know we're going to uh, Arrowhead and have to play them in December because that that leaves a little loophole for them to get a little bit. Uh, you say you get your shoulders out in front of your skis a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that the Raiders. Uh, uh, trip over their, their toes a little bit on one of those two games um, in the next coming weeks. Uh, even though it seems like they're going to be heavy favorites, I think one of those two games they're going to end up losing because they're looking forward to trying to get here to Kansas City on December 1st and try to take care of business here. But, no, we ain't going to have none of that. And it starts off Monday night, Mexico City, uh, heavyweight. The heavyweight bout is on, baby, and the Chiefs going to come out victorious.
0: And for the entire Chiefs' kingdom, Let's bake a cake and don't burn it and eat that baby for this week and next <laughs> Two week. Two weeks. Two weeks of it. He is Sean Barber, a.k.a. the barbershop, a.k.a. Shop, a.k.a. the Spider. I'm Mitch Holters, voice of the Chiefs. And a reminder that our podcast network brought to you by 360 Vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. We are headed to Mexico City. Here are the Chargers. Here's division football. Prepare and win. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs' official podcast network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.